the Blind Matrix Podcast, a podcast that brings you inspiring stories and interviews from people and communities working in the global window furnishings industry. This podcast is brought to you by Blind Matrix, a company providing tailored software solutions to businesses in the window furnishings industry. Blind Matrix Solutions helps you to digitally transform scale and grow your business by providing end-to-end software solutions for retailers and manufacturers of blinds curtains shutters and awnings and now here's your host matthew bushel hello and welcome you're listening to the blind matrix podcast episode one the power of stories my name is matt and this is our first episode today is launch day and we'll be talking about the power of stories with vivek rayo founder and CEO of Blind Matrix. Towards the end of the show, Vivek will also be sharing his own story about life as an entrepreneur and also about how Blind Matrix came into being. So stick around and make sure you don't miss it. Stories are the communal currency of humanity. Michael Margolis, CEO of Storied, says that the stories we tell literally make the world. He says that this truth applies both to individuals and institutions. I absolutely love that quote and I totally agree. Last year was a tough year for us all and I'm talking about the coronavirus and the havoc it has wreaked throughout the world. I worked from home during the previous lockdowns and it was very hard. And perhaps you can picture this for a moment. I live in a small bungalow with my wife and two girls, aged four and eight. We had to move the youngest in with my eldest so I could use the bedroom as an office. All rooms break off from the tiny hallway and my new office was three steps from the bedroom. I kid you not. The living room was two steps away and the kitchen was four steps away and the toilet, well, that was the furthest away at five steps. And I promise you, these are, these are small steps too. I'm not very tall. Needless to say, my world got very small very quick. My family's world got small and I'm pretty sure... As a result, our health suffered somewhat. I gained weight, my stress levels went through the roof, and and I got depressed. It was clear to me that I needed to make drastic changes, and so I set about getting back to the office as quick as possible to keep my sanity and realistically start rebuilding my health. Now, it's about a 45-minute commute on a good day, and I ditched the radio. That was very glum and, you know, the same old sort of repeating doom and gloom news. And I jumped into podcasts. I did that to keep me company and also in the hope that I'd learn a thing or two about, about my own ability to, to weather this storm. I found so many amazing podcasts and was introduced to some brilliant and inspiring people. I was listening to absolutely anything that motivated me to improve my health and well-being and to progress and you know, do better in my daily work. And that's when it hit me. I had this curious thought, what's everybody else in my industry, my business community listening to? So I started wondering, was there a podcast out there for the window furnishings industry? So I opened up Spotify and I searched. I searched for every term I could think of. Window blinds, roller blinds, you know, window products, window furnishings. Yeah, I couldn't find anything at all. I found a number of podcasts about interior design businesses and I, I enjoyed them. And now I'm a subscriber. But there was actually nothing about the industry itself. There was nothing sort of mainstream, you know. In a, in a word, nobody was talking about blinds. And that didn't feel right. I wanted to hear stories about the people that powered the businesses that I knew. And that's when the idea of this show was born. And now it's time to welcome and introduce Vivit Rayo to the show. Vivit Rayo is founder and CEO of Blind Matrix, and this podcast wouldn't have been possible without his support. Hi, Vivit. Welcome. How are you doing today? I'm good, thank you, Matt. Can we start by you telling us a little bit about why we are launching this podcast? Well, what it is, Matt, I mean, over the past few years, social media has played a really important role with keeping people up to date with current trends. What, what it is we're doing is that this Blind Matrix podcast is being launched to provide a real insight 
into leading companies within the window blinds industry. As well as that, what we're gonna be doing is providing tools and tips for how people can better their productivity of themselves and their company. We're gonna be conducting interviews with some key people in the industry, and I'm fortunate enough to be one of the first. It's so exciting. I can't contain my enthusiasm. Why do we think it is important that the members of the global window blinds community comes together and motivates and inspires each other? Yeah, well, I guess it's already been happening now. I mean, there's, there's currently um, a Facebook group created by Lee Chapman called the Window Blinds UK and Ireland Forum. On group, we're, we're seeing that companies are, are actively helping one another. They're offering advice, suggesting solutions to problems. And I mean, over the past year, it's been particularly important during pandemic. Mm-hmm. Um, so what we feel is that the podcast is going to complement this actively growing community by giving people a platform to showcase their business and their own talents. We also hope to explore trending industry topics. Absolutely. I think there's there's a real need for this right now. And it's going to give us a chance to really explore different things. One of these things is about the, the history of people like yourself. Would you mind telling us a little bit about yourself and how you got started in the industry? Yeah, well... I grew up in East London uh, with my three siblings. I'm a staunch West Ham supporter. We beat Tottenham the other day, by the way, which was quite a good result. I wasn't a very good pupil, um, but I ended up leaving school at 15. Or or let's just say I was politely asked to leave. I I was always interested in business and started selling secondhand cars when I was 18. Now, technology was always something that interested me. So I set up a web design company in London. But, you know, I think at the time it was around sort of the year 2000 um, and and the the bubble burst. So not long after, myself and my wife, we we moved to Italy for a couple of years as she was um, a, a language teacher. And out there, I had nothing to do. So I started up another web design company. It was, it's always hard setting up a business in another country because, and certainly for me, because at the time I couldn't speak a word of Italian. So after two years, we returned back to London. At that time, I was approached by a friend to start a software company. And then not long after, sort of a project came along uh, from a retailer that sold blinds. Now, this was like a really significant turning point for me because after researching the market, I realized that there was a, a, a gap in the industry. So I went off on my own and, and grew the business from there. That's absolutely awesome. So entrepreneurialism has clearly been a, a part of your history. And now you're running Blind Matrix. And how has that company grown? Yeah, well, you know, we've seen quite a lot of growth, actually, um, over the years. I mean, at the time when I initially started, it was with just three people. Um, it was myself and uh, two, two, two developers. But now I've grown it to um, 80 staff. So we have awesome. um, a large team of developers, about 25, 30 developers uh, that's developing the, the web-based software, um, the mobile app, um, also an e-commerce system. Um, so and as well as data staff, so we've got about 15 guys just, just entering data that supplies data, setting up systems. And then we've got you know customer support people and, and also trainers that people help people to get on of onboarding so when a new customer comes to us they will actually help that customer learn the system and and get up and running on it awesome. so we, we've got you've got your offices in um yeah so we've got milton Keynes. Uh, we've got an office in melbourne in australia chennai in india and we've just recently opened up an office in palo alto in san francisco how exciting and, but um, especially over the past two years we've seen sort of a quite a big growth in fact and uh, we've grown 50 percent um, and also for this year we're forecasting a quite a similar growth and um, we've also got a new platform coming out later this year which is using a lot of new technology 
But our aim really is to keep listening to customers and innovating. That there is really no stopping to development. I mean, I guess I'm not fond of the term trying to be everything to everyone, but this is exactly what what we're trying to do. We're we're trying to build software solutions for every type of company that sells blinds, curtains, awnings, and shutters. And that could be right from sort of a one-man band to a family-run business to a larger manufacturer that sells internationally. Whether trying to be everything to everyone is, is, is right or wrong, it's been a fundamental part of the growth. When you look back, um, would you, have you had any failures in your career or your life? Or you know, what's your biggest failure, would you say? And what did you learn from it? You know, I mean, I, I guess I don't really like using the term failure. And the reason being is I, I like to look at everything as uh, that everything that happens to me and the company as a learning opportunity. And I'm a, I'm a, I'm a strong believer that in every breakdown, there's a breakthrough. But, you know, looking back at it, I mean, let's say, for example, last year, I mean, in hindsight, it did look like a major breakdown. In fact, I was like, I was, was worried about, obviously, you know, no one could actually go back to work on the first lockdown. So I was worried on how this was going to impact the business. But in actual fact, it, it was a huge opportunity. Um, and the reason being is, was that what we found was that a, a lot of business owners weren't working, so they could actually spend a lot of time working on the business rather than in the business. So at the, what, what I mean by working on the business, they could strategically, strategically look at their company mm-hmm. and invest in things like software um, to help so that, so that when they do go back, they would actually streamline you know, paperwork. Absolutely. It, it, it makes sense. And it's a very positive outlook to not see things as failures per se, but just challenges and, and learning opportunities. I absolutely agree with you there. With that in mind, if you could go back, you know, what's the one thing you wish you had known back then, you know, when you started your career? Certainly, there's, it's quite hard, firstly, in developing software. I mean, at the time, it, it looks, you know, when you're just working on the sales side, it looks relatively, you know, you can't really see what's going on behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. And um, the, I guess the, the, the main challenge is around development of new features. Now, we, we've got customers all over the world. And as you can imagine, um, everyone wants something. Everyone wants to improve how they, they see the software and think, well, actually, well, if I did this, it could be, you know, we can make the system better like this or our business would be, would be improved in a number of ways. So we've got companies all over the world giving us new suggestions to improve the software. But the thing is, one of the challenge is that when a customer gives that requirement, they want that development to be done straight away. Mm. But it's very time consuming to get that development done straight away. And also, it's not, it's not possible to get it sort of perfect the first time. So whilst we try our best to implement it as quickly as possible, obviously, with the volume of, of other enhancements we're getting from a number of other companies, you know, it, it generally is quite a challenge. So I think even after we develop that piece of code or that feature, what we find is that you know, we hand it over to the client and then there will be some additional requirements that a client wants. So it's just an ongoing, you know, there is like a, a, a never ending. Could, could we say patience? Yeah, I guess so. Um, mainly for the customers, but I guess also for us too. Now, what kind of things have helped you stay positive along the way? Personal growth is, is very, very important to me. So I generally exercise every day, um, well, at least sort of six, seven times a, a, a week, but not, not just physically, but mentally also. So my day usually starts around 4 a.m. Um, I'll do about two hours of yoga and meditation. Uh, then I, in the evening, um, there's a lot of Zoom classes going on. So um, I go to CrossFit and there they run sort of a, a daily sort of CrossFit Zoom class. Uh, so that I do in the evening. So typically every day I, I, I spend about three hours working on my 
mind and body. And I find that actually alleviates um, a, a lot of stress and helps me sort of overcome challenges. But what, what I mean, equally as important is the support that I get from my family, especially my wife. I mean, she's always listening to me. And I've been with her since I was 13 years old and I'm now 45. So um, over 30 years we've been together. Um, and, and also my, my children, I mean, they're, they're an amazing source of support. You know, j- just having them around and, and wanting to play all the time puts fun into everything. So Absolutely. I think it's crucial for um, your mental health to have that work-life balance. The concept of work-life balance is, is perhaps a little misleading because for people like yourself, work is a huge part of life and it's not really separate, is it? So having, having positive activities in your life and, and these positive people around you supporting you is, is absolutely key to success, I'd say. So on that note, Vivek, you talked a little bit about the past. What do you hope for the future? Well, you know, apart from my, my, my wife doesn't get fed up with me, uh, <laughs> as probably my main goal, my, my aim is to have every company globally that sells blinds, curtains, awnings, and shutters um, to use our software. I mean, we really are aiming for everyone using our software, literally in every country all over the world. What do you hope for the community side of the industry in terms of this podcast and in terms of people sort of sharing uh, success stories? I, I guess we just want to grow um, a larger community uh, for people to collaborate, people to work together, you know, help, help one another to, 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 to improve each other's business. Vivek, thanks very much for talking to us today. And I'm sure there'll be many other episodes where you come on and share some discussions with us and some insights. Is that something we can look forward to? Absolutely. Excellent. Thank you for your time, Vivek. Thank you, Matt. This podcast is brought to you by Blind Matrix. For the show transcript, visit www.blindmatrix.com slash the Blind Matrix podcast.